reason I say the thing that if there's anybody that ever looked like you that made it, then there's no excuse, is because I believe it. You know, it's really hard, you're in an argument and that your friend tells you, that's great, Gary, but both my parents were alcoholics. And that really me up. Right now you're on the defense, that's a good first punch by them. I'm like, cool, we don't need to use me. If anybody has ever been successful that had two alcoholic parents, which, by the way, I know of three, well then, now what's your excuse, Karen? We are just so interested in blaming everybody else and excuses because we don't want to take on responsibility. Welcome to Desire to Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So I'm back with another episode, man. And like, for me at this point in my life, it's like I'm really doing everything I'm saying. And I feel like, you know, I spoke about this before. Like, you know, death is forever present, man. And that's just, I don't know why. That's just a running thing. I've seen a lot of death. Rest in peace to Shocks. Rest in peace to Jamal Edwards. Rest in peace to... um. Bunny, rest in peace, but there's too many. Like, it's just like, just potential is just gone. You know, your life is gone. And if you leave, like, especially for me, Jamal Edwards, he was 31 from my area, right? And at the time he started SBTV, I had a thing called Go Hard to Go Home in college days, walking around filming, man. Man weren't doing that, right? And he'd done it further than me, meaning like, I started it, I have the videos, and then he took it to another world. I, saw, I physically saw that grow from Acton to West London, to London, to like the whole world. He went to America and all this stuff. So I look at it like you, everybody is not really reaching their full potential. People are scared. People have doubt. People have excuses. And like, I don't know, for me, I, f- I feel like you need to really go back to the drawing board of like why you want to be successful or what, why are you grinding? Why is, you know, you got to stop. Why? That's, that's, that's something that I always draw back to. You need purpose. You need something that gets you up every day. You need to, you know, creating a legacy is something that, you know, is everyone's, everyone has a legacy, right? Everyone's going to have memories on this earth. Everyone's going to have things that people say about them when they die. And what are you going to leave people with? Um, You know, and for me, at this point, it's like, I want to really push the, push the bar, push the bar, raise the bar. And it does take a village to raise the bar. I don't want to be the king of the village. I want to create villages and kings of villages. And that's a real leader. A leader is the one that creates leaders, right? And that's not easy. Um, and some stuff are like, you know, by design. Some stuff are natural. So like, like I hear Gary, I got him in the beginning of the podcast. And we we're going to talk about like the topic really like later. But, you know, he says, don't read any business book. He says, don't read none of this. Because it's a trial and everything, nothing's set in stone, like, you know, and like you're wasting your time basically reading the books. Well, it depends. I feel like people feel like the reading the book and getting information and getting motivated and, and, and somewhat inspired is going to help them, right? But really, you need to study the book like it's literally a, the Bible. Yeah, you know, that's, that's really how I look at it. Like, no, no one reads the Bible every day. It's something they practice. It's something they live, you know, and, and the Bible is something to live by. And that's how I use, that's me, how I use books. I study books and that's the, that's the difference between reading books and studying books. You're studying, but you need to read it like you're going to study for a test the next day, 
right? And that is that's the that's the mentality of the books. So obviously I'll disagree with, with Gary because I feel like I overread, right? Um, and everyone probably does. People don't finish books and they look at it, but I looked at it differently. I looked at it as like books, right? In terms of like for me, what I'm reading this month called the the Lean Startup, the first book drop, right? As I said to myself, everything I read has to be relevant to what I'm doing. So I can't read a book about something that's nothing to do with what I'm doing right now if I can't take something from it. So for instance, right now, it's about creating systems, leveraging the business. Um, and really, you know, if you're going back to the cash flow quadrant, going from an employee to a self-employed and then a self-employed to a big business and investor. So if you want to be able to do that, you need to know how, how things work. Um, and again, like trial and error is great. And I love, you know, innovation is great because you're not thinking, you're doing it off the cuff and you're, you know, and some great ideas come out of just nothing, right? And that is our businesses grow. is through innovation, it's through creative ideas. And, you know, you're not going to get that from a book, right? That's, that's intuition that's inside of you, right? But in terms of, again, what you're trying to create, um, if you want to create a system, you know, the, the first two books before this one, uh, for the last two months was, uh, the e-myth and four-hour work week, man. It's like really looking at what works for you, number one. Number two, is it relevant to what you're doing right now? You know, and right now I'm creating businesses that's um, scalability-driven, right? We're scaling, thinking about scale, thinking about growth. Um, just the other day, I thought, what is the biggest problem in businesses? Recruitment. I want to study recruitment. So when I get to a certain level and I'm working on my business, not in it, and there, there is a time, you know, I've got a time scale on my, on my computer. Maybe I've got a manager oversee it, whatever it is. I come in and I say, cool, I'm going to spend three to six months to focus on our recruitment because business don't work without people. I think about it the other day. You've got like the people that buy your product or service, right? Without sales, you have nothing. Um, and then you get the creators. These are the people with the ideas. These are the people with the vision. These are the people with the business model, what it is. And then the people that run it. These are the people that are face to face with your customers. These are people that are actually gonna essentially they're the middle. They're the middleman of your business. That's why I agree with this gig economy world because we're going in the world young for young people. They ain't gonna stick at jobs for long. Let's just be real. The, the, the day and age you had the job for twenty years is gone. Like, no one's going to stay in a career for years because they have a mortgage and kids. People want to explore different things. People like different things. People want to go out there. You know, the amount of jobs I've had is countless. So what I'm saying is that for me personally, I have to have something that's flexible enough so I can build my dream on the side. That's the future I'm trying to work towards, right? So when you're young, that's what you want. You know, some, some of the agencies that I work with, this young people just starting uni, end of uni, uh, second, whatever it is, second year, whatever, because they're just building their life. Um, you rarely see older people, and you will get people like my myself, you know, is, is early thirties who can't. I need to commit to something while I'm building my dream, and that is where I'm at financially, right? And again, I always want to be transparent to everybody that I ain't made it. I'm on the way. I'm gonna make it. I'm a G. That's how I think. I don't give a f what no one says. So I swear, but. I want this podcast to grow. I want young people to come on. I want young people to speak to me about this concept, you know, about what do you think success is? Why do you think your, your parents are pushing you to be do well? And what is your perspective? Because no one had these conversations with me. They feel like the youth, man, they got to listen to us and we know everything. And no, man, I can learn equally from you, you know? And I feel like we learn from kids more than we learn from adults. So for me, the future of this, like I really want to grow my online brand and, you know, bring people in the vlogs, you know, I, I was doing vlogs before, my daily vlogs, my camera got stolen for the gym, 
you know, and and, and and you know, sometimes, you know, things happen to you because they're testing you to see how bad you want it. And the reality is business is hard. The reality is it's filled with ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. And the, the topic of this podcast is persistence, man. So I didn't get a chance to get this um, audio, but I might chop it up and put it in like another one or whatever. But I want everyone to hear it because Gary Vee had a thing where he was like, you know, getting people to call in about why they're successful and people asking questions. And the the, the key really is execution, um, number one. But it's persistence, man. Like people would, everybody wants success, right? And, you know, and people will go for it and then they're going to get hit or something's going to happen. You know, right now I'm, I'm I'm listening to The Four Seasons by Jim Rohn, man. Like that thing is like basically saying the, the biggest problem with, with people moving forward in business in life is they focus on things they can't control. One of the biggest things that, you know, one of the epiphanies I had back in Ibiza was I focusing on the wrong things. I need to focus on things that is worth focusing on. Um, so for me, I looked at it for myself, like, okay, you need to focus on what I can control. And number one thing you can control is your time. So that's why you need to utilize your time, right? And prior to this podcast, I was literally sleeping and I had a dream. And dreams, you know, you need to go and read. <laughs> I keep dropping these wrong, not wrong books, but they're not the books I plan to drop, but they're all relevant to what I'm saying. Why a conver- no, why conversations on my book? Um, the Science of Sleeping Dreams um, by Matthew Walker, like... That book is deep, man, because, you know, like, it talks about dreams and why you dream and, you know, these deep things. And, you know, even I wanted to understand these things growing up, right, about dreams and having all these dreams. And, you know, I just had a dream where my cousin got a salon. And, you know, sometimes dreams are weird because you, you forget some of it when you get up. But, yeah, she, she, she basically brought a salon. And I was congratulating her, saying, I'm proud of you. You're going to kill it, whatever it is. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, straight away, it was like doubt, right? And she was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, all my friends, salons are big, but all my friends go to the big brands. And and, and then she was like, yeah, but that means i got to, like, work harder or make people come or something on the line of that. And that quote will be close to this quote, rest in peace, Nip, because Nip was the first one I heard say this, and this is a real, uh, real line, right? The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable man persists to adapt the world to himself. Therefore... All progress depends on an unreasonable man. And what that says to me is you got to go against the grain. you got to do what people are not doing the most. you got to do stuff that people might find outlandish, out of the ordinary. But you're unique. You're different. And everyone's different. And people, you're born an original, man. Don't die a copy, man. People try so hard to fit in when they were born to stand out, right? And when you get to that realisation and understand that, you know, people have a plus or a negative in your life. I'm at a point where I'm trying to eliminate 10 people that I feel not giving the right energy and add 10 new people. That's where I'm at. Because it's about really, you know, your energy, right? You control your time, but then you control who you associate with. They say you can't control, you can't choose your family. Well, you kind of can, right? I feel like, yes, we have family and we love them, but there's some family members that are holding you back. Let's, if everyone was honest with themselves, there are some people that are giving you the wrong energy, there are people that are not supportive. There are people that are, that are just naysayers. And they're as close as our brothers and sisters and our parents. So we need to really look at who we talk talking to on a daily basis. Trust me, it matters. Even if you're not spending a lot of time with them, trust me, their influence matters because it comes from a place of love. And I say love in inverted commas. But most of the time, people would say negative things because they don't believe in themselves or they don't believe it's true. That's your belief. Don't try and sell it to me. 
I'm going to be great. I believe in my potential. I believe I can kill the game. That's just how I believe in that. I want no one to tell me nothing else different because that's how I keep myself going. That's how I keep my dreams alive. That's how I keep it going for the next month. I hold on to things and maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing. But in terms of achieving goals, I'm trying to get a building, right? Back in 19, when I'm in 2022, 2019, I started this journey. I'm never giving up. So I would say in a positive note, I hold on to things. And then negative note, I hold on to things. I take things that happened, right? And then I take them into the next day or I take them into the next week. And I'm just like, I'm a deep thinker and I think a lot. So I feel like that's why I love these things because I can put the positive from my mind out. And, you know, and all of that, sometimes it's like worry and anxiety, right? We don't really want to, I always want to be honest. I feel like for me, personally, you know, there's people that can have outlets, right? And there's people that can create an outlet. And for me, because I'm creative, I can create an outlet for my thoughts, basically. Um, but anyway, let's go back to the topic of the podcast. So anyway, like, you know, Gary Vee was saying the responsibility is within you. You can have all the excuses in the world, but the reality is the reason why you're not where you are, it's you. Like, they get, I don't want no one to go breeze over that any, 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 anymore. I feel like there's so many people to be successful. I don't even want to name them and drop them and put the list down the line, but... Right now, you could kill the game. You could literally, where you are today, change your life and become a multi-millionaire. That might sound crazy. That's number one. You've got to believe it's true. You have to have the mindset that this shit can actually happen. Right? It's not impossible. You know how many millionaires in the world? How many people that actually had the courage and the boldness to stand up and say, I'm going to change my life. I'm not happy where I am and I'm going to change my life. Success doesn't make you happy. It gives you options. Success doesn't make you happy. It gives you freedom. Success doesn't make you happy but it can literally change your life. So that's why for me, why I'm achieving success and I'm putting the things out there. So for me, I look at it as like, you know, we focus on things that we can't control, like the weather. So for instance, I had a situation the other day where I had to ride my bike in the heavy, heavy, heavy rain with no jacket, no Oyster card, no bank card, because I'm trying to save money, don't want to have quick access. You know, I'm an impulse spender. So I, you know, I've no... I have, I have new bank cards, new new numbers, I have new pins and no pins. And, you know, I'm trying a way to manage it because I'm very, very impulsive. I would just buy to buy, right? So I need to right now really look at the bed of everything I'm doing is finance. So really looking at the finance bed before I can get to the top. So I had to ride my bike, right? I had no choice, really, because I had to ride from Mayfair to Ealing and that ain't easy. I had to ride, not non-stop, but I had to. There was no choice. And... I said to myself, that's in the no excuses mindset. I tried to get on the train with the bike. I got rejected. That's life. I tried more than once. Got rejected. That's life. So but it, was a, it was a mad lesson. I looked at it like, why am I riding in the rain? This is insane. I made it. Or I made it to my house in the end. Um, so we don't, do, we don't like, know what we need to do until we have to. That just stuck with me the whole time in the rain because it was like, if I didn't have to, I had to get home. So I was thinking if it's raining or not raining, I can't. I have to ride in the rain, bruv. There's no other option. Like, I could have stayed like a little, I wouldn't even say punk, but I could have just stayed and be like, oh, it's raining, let me wait. That rain wasn't stopping for three hours, bruv. So it was like, what well, am I going to waste three hours standing in the rain? Yes, keeping dry, but I was out to get out of that. This just showed me mindset. Like, you know, really need to come out that bubble of like, Oh, it's raining. Oh, anything. The rain could be a problem, by the way. We're just using this as an example of something that realistically happened in my life. So the no excuses mindset will have people 
running in the heavy rain on Kensington High Street, bro. I saw that myself. And I said, well, even that, when I was riding, that thought really stuck with me, man. Because I was riding in the rain because I had to. Then I looked at people and I thought, wait a minute. You chose to leave your house in the pouring rain. What kind of mindset do you need to have to do that? Like, I live in an area where people do that as well in the dark. People wake up when it's dark and ride in the road when it's dark. So what, this is what I'm saying. The average excuses for the average man give you average results. So these people are thinking different. That's why they're rich. That's why they're successful. It's the mindset. It's the mindset. Because I'm thinking, I have to ride. I'm here suffering in pain. And this guy's left his house. He left his house to have a healthy run in the morning in a treacherous rain. I couldn't believe it, bruv. I, I thought anyone on the road was going to have an umbrella, bruv. I thought the people didn't even have an umbrella. They were riding, just running, sorry, in the rain. Like that sucked with me, bruv. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no excuses just, unless the ones you get, you create. And that just, that sucked with me, man. Like, you know, so because their brain, I feel like their brain is programmed a certain way. If you've got a problem, that's your problem. No one's going to care. No one's going to save you. There's very, 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 and I mean when I say this, very few people that have a good, good heart that want to help people. A lot of people want to see you suffer. Don't don't look breeze over that either because, you know, people do. Because I think that any of the people that was on the train, they saw the rain. They ain't going to ride in the rain themselves. When they said no, because they thought, oh, well, it's the laws. and You're hiding behind the laws and the rules. Yeah, but look at this rain, like... But I looked at it as like, no one owes you nothing. No one's going to save you. No one cares. They got their own problems. So if I help you, then I've still got to deal with my thing. So I feel like for me personally, if I had that job, I would let someone in. I lose nothing. I can't let no one ride in the rain like that. But I looked at it as another lesson. Like, no one owes you nothing. If you got a problem, that's your problem. Sad as it sounds, like, you got to just deal with your problems. They're yours. They don't belong to no one. Obviously, a, share, a problem shared is a problem halved, but in reality, all they can give you is advice. So for me, my problems, I can then deal with them in, you know, front on, meaning that I can, just, I can deal with them. And that's another thing, like, if you've got no money, it says it in the, in the richest law of Babylon, don't ask for money, don't borrow money, don't get into that cycle that was my life, borrowing money, giving people borrowing money, not getting it back, and da, da, da. Manage what you have. The, the reason why you got no money is because you don't manage money well. Teach yourself how to manage money. It's just not easy, right? But sit down, get a pen and pad, see your income, see your outgoing. It's a skill. And skills take time to develop. If you're lazy and you want to ignore everything and be ignorant and be like, I'm going to ignore the truth from bad money, but you're not going to exercise the way to get out of that door, no one, you don't blame anybody because they don't give you 10 grand because you ain't got no food or no money or nothing because this is my mindset. So the first book I'm going to drop, this is a big one, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. So this book, you know, this just shows you about, again, like I said, the millionaire mindset, like how people are thinking, not just money. They're thinking wealth in terms of life. And the subtitle is Mastering the Inner Game, right, of Wealth. And anyone that's interested in not just being rich, right, it's about thinking rich and being rich in spirit, rich in your heart, rich in your thinking, um, but this book is by T. Harvard Enker. And yeah, you should read this book because, you know, it goes into money, which is every day we think about money, every day, you know, we're worrying about money. Let's just be real. If you're middle class, you're worrying about money daily, right? Um, right now, inflation's gone up. Right now, we're in a so-called recession. Um, so yeah, it's, they talk about money, 
the wealth files, the 70 ways rich people think and act differently to the poor and middle class. I think everyone should read this chapter. That's, a, that's number two. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm going to uh, go over this book. I'm more of an audio-visual guy. If anyone knows about the four learning styles, there's calisthenic, which is learning by doing. Um, there's auditory, which is obviously audio. Uh, there's visual, which is pictures and video. Um, and then there's listening. So, for me, this is how we all learn, right? And we need to learn how to learn. We need to learn, you know, some people are just one, some people are two, some people, some people are all. For me, I know my way. So I teach myself this way to absorb audio. So I'm more, you know, I could read books now, but I prefer to use audio, pause, stop, make notes and whatever. So that book definitely seeks a millionaire mind. Get into that. Because it's all about, really, if you think about anything, it's your mind, it's how you think. What's easy to you is hard to somebody else. What's another man's trash is another man's treasure. So it's the way you think. That's the difference. So that problem really showed me a lot. And... The reality of success is hard work. You can never get over that. I watched Beyonce's documentary the other day. I study success. I study successful people and I look at their documentaries when they were kids. I look at how Beyonce put Coachella on and why Beyonce surpassed Destiny's Child. Why? Why? Because she works hard. That's it. There's nothing that can eradicate that. People might say, oh, work smart, work hard. The people that are saying that ain't got no money, Beth. Right? Anyone successful that's made any success had to work all hours of the day had to be extreme because of the levels they need to take it and whatever it is. Anyone that's successful that says, ah, oh, this mental health, work-life balance, you know, they've got money already, bruv. And they know that, they know it came from hard work. So for me, you have to sacrifice. It's not even about your health. You have to sacrifice now to have a better tomorrow. You have to pay the price today so you can pay any price tomorrow. And that's my mentality. It's like, I'm not going to sleep four hours a day every day for years. This is something that I'm just doing for a short period of time. But while I'm awake, I'm a beast. I'm a beast because I'm killing the game. I'm a beast because I'm doing five things that are all going to make my my future in five years great and amazing. And life, there's so many different sectors that you need to work on, you know, in terms of like career, business, finance, love life, family, social life, whatever it is. So you need to work on, my opinion, all of them all the time because I feel like if one piece of the pie is down, that will affect the um, the imbalance basically. So if you work too much on career, for instance, and you neglect your family, and someone goes and now you've broken that relationship, you haven't been around for so long. Now you now you got to build the family thing, and then now your career goes down because you, you know it's di- I think it's difficult to have all. I don't think you're ever gonna have all around balance. It's always going to be a dance, right? You're always going to have to go here, to go here, to go up, to go down. It's like a yo-yo, right? Um, but it's tough. It's tough. You know, it's not easy, right? And if you want to make a decision at this point in your life, you're not selfish because, you know, you need to think about the future. That's how I look at it anyway. But anyway, work hard. It's full of pain and disappointment and rejections, man. Again, I'm going back to the drawing board. K. Coke, one of the biggest rappers who's got signed in this country 10 years ago, was a road guy, right? And this guy was involved in stuff, politics, this, that, that. He could even make music, right? And the reality is, man, you're going to get thrown with all these hurdles, all of these things, all of these things to test you, bruv. God's going to test you daily, weekly, every time he says, look, we're going to give you an opportunity, a blessing. Let's go. Let's see if you really want it. Let's see if you make good decisions. And... You know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's it's not easy, right? 
And the only ones that are really going to really get through, because everybody's got problems. Everybody's got something that's holding them back. Everyone's got obstacles. Um, but persistence is the ultimate key. Um, and you need to have thick, 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 thick skin. It's essential. Music is the hardest business to get into. You probably understand I love music. I just watched the Beyonce documentary. I listen, I watched the K-Coach interview. Like, I really love music. And music is the hardest industry to break into from my opinion, next to acting, because I come from both sides. I went to drama school and I've done music for so many years. And my whole life is people pursuing music and not achieving music, right? So many of my family, I was born into a musical family. Nobody made a hit record. Top, The top person, I would say, who kind of came close to that was my cousin Major, right? Produced for Amy Winehouse and, and all this stuff. But like, I don't know the ins and outs of everything. I know his life, he's my cousin. So, But at the same time, it's like, what is that success or is that just a, you know a sliver because music is like you have the small for me you have these years and years of getting there then you're at a point where you're you're at the top of it and then when you're at the top of what you're doing then that only lasts for a little time then you've got to maintain it it's not easy right so again if, i always go back to the foundation which is the money so if you if you manage the money coming in you invest your money then you don't have to keep working for money, whether you love it or not, right? Because you're still trading your time for money. Um, so anyway, that's what, for me, I look at it like, because music is, you know, something that got, got a lot of young black males out the area. Uh, that's your only ticket at a certain point because football is, is like very hard to get into based on skill. Um, music is something that's easy, especially nowadays, you know, anyone can rap, anyone can sing. Um, a lot of people are talented. So music gets a lot of people, changes a lot of people's lives. So, yeah, like, everyone in my area growing up, music, music, music was the only ticket. Like, I can see that turned rags to riches. I'd be watching um, Cash Money, Baby, all these guys, Master P from America. These guys use music, right? And I put the street mentality into the music, and they were really selling physicals. So that was that time. But definitely, man, six million, man. Find out what you want to do in your life is a hard thing. I feel like nobody knows what they want to do. Let's, let's, let's be real. Stop asking kids what they want to do because they didn't know. I didn't know. If you told me at 14, you'll be recording a podcast, I'll be thinking you're crazy, right? I'd say, what is a podcast? That's what I'll say, right? At 14, in 2000, whenever it was, right? Um, but, you know, you got to really look at your habits. I, I said this before, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's what I live by for my, for my charity, for my life, really, which is really behavior, attitude, and mindset. So we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act. It's a habit. You know, it's habits. You've got to develop habits, um, successful habits to get you where you need to get to. Um, so again, D2Y Charity is my, my way of like letting kids find out what they want to do and trying it out. That's the main thing because I feel like no one knows what they want to do until they try. So I want the youth to be like, you know, we're part of your village and we want you to win. So boys, you know, especially Caribbean boys, um, there's mentoring programs, business entrepreneurship programs that I'm developing within D2Y. Um, for just putting ideas out there and trying, you know, give people money, you know, give people money. Say in the bank, we're not going to give you a burden and we're going to give you the guidance too. This starts from the early ages, even seven to 14. We work in the boroughs of Ealing and Brent, um, Kensington and Chelsea, Hammersmith and Fulham, um, Hounslow. <clears throat> so I'm starting in West London. Um, so these are the things that I'm going to be working on. So obviously, as you know, it's about funding. So um, you know, everybody goes down the, the government route, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like, 
you know, it's based on, you know, criteria and based on filling applications that takes hours and hours and hours. So if I want to raise money and grants, I'll be, I should be able to run a program on my own back, prove that I can do that and raise money from the community, from the people that want it. Because um, the end of the day, once the government, you know, cut the funding for the youth clubs in the early 2000s, cut the funding for, I was alive to see all this stuff, by the way, going to schools. We were at the end of that, that, that literally that life. Um, there's a lot more police on road, way more police on road. Um, they cut that too. Um, so, of course, crime's going to go up because obviously, you know, kids are bored. They're nothing to do, nowhere to go. They're poor. Like, now it's harder. Things are more expensive now than it was 20 years ago. That's just not buying houses for parents. That's just living. Kids always want stuff, right? That's the thing about kids. And you never know when they want it. There might be a new trend of trainers and they come to you and say, Mama, I want that trainer. The mom says no. They go out and start doing what they got to do to get money for things. So we won't even show kids that, you know, we can come together and create a business that's legal. You can create something that you don't have to go down the school to prison pipeline of the criminal justice system. Because everyone you know, right? has gone dead or in jail. Big up, big ego, right? Because he's a guy who talks to guys that are going to jail. There was another um, guy in America called Pistol P who interviews rappers that spent time in jail. Um, and True Life, that one is the best one because it really shows you it's like the company you keep. It's like your decisions you make and, you know, it's how the law, let's be real, the law is designed to put you in jail. It's, it's an economic... Um, you know, I can't remember what the right word is, but there's an economic drive to put people in jail, especially statistically young black males. So we need to think outside the box um, and don't do things that draws attention to ourselves. Because at the end of the day, if you're doing this kind of crime, you know, um, robbery, drug dealing, any sort of violent crime, then you're going to be, police going to come to your house. There's no way, there's no guy that's avoided that, that I know that's made it. So the higher you go, the hotter it gets. The more people want to attack you, the more people want to use you, the more problems you have, you're not going to get out of that. I don't care how smart you think you are. All it takes is one day to get caught. And now you're in prison. Now you're away. Your freedom, your time is taken away. That's the worst thing. That's why it's so important to use your time because that's 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 why they take that from you and say, I'm going to give you three years and you're going to get held back. It takes only a three people that are mentally strong to come back properly from that and be successful. A lot of people mentally are held down by that. Again, I had a cousin that went jail. He was young. He was like 19, 20, came out. It's like he still holds that. Looks at his DBS today. Now he works with youth. And, you know, so I'm lucky not to have a criminal record at 34. I'm lucky just to be the good kid in the mad city because I never got drawn into what people thought was exciting, you know. And, you know, a lot of people are following, you know, we're in the day and age of followers. I follow me, I got followers and following and following. So we're now promoting following people, Rev. We can't follow someone that doesn't know where they're going. So that's what I tell the youth as well. Your friend's lost too, right? You need to find your path. And if that means you walk alone, then walk alone. I'm just passionate about the youth. When I say that, I mean, I'm passionate about the next generation learning and doing better. And we can only do that as adults. We can only really give them the guidance and say, this is the direction you need to go. And you don't even listen, listen to me. You just need to change where you're going because if you don't change, you're going to stay the same. And if you don't take another way, not the way, I'm not saying follow me because i got the best advice. I'm saying if you don't take another way from what you've been taking, how can anything change? If you always do, you're always done. You're going to get what you always got, man. So make the right decision and try and listen to me. i got family members in this thing for real. This is generationally. This is... For me, I've known people that go in jail my whole life and I'm not involved in nothing. 
I've known that my whole life. My first person to go to jail was the same cousin I just mentioned. So I look at it as like, we've got to change. If you come from it, change it. And for me, when I look at like the, again, back to music, the executives like, you know, Twin B and John Antwit who died, these guys helped these young black males who were just street guys and creative to really go because they could speak the lingo. They was really on board. They were educated. Some people went to uni, Oxford, and they're the ones that can speak to the other people and say, look, this guy's worth this. This guy can do this. And, you know, so sometimes you don't find your life half, it finds you. So the advice I would say is listen more than you talk. Nobody learned anything from hearing themselves speak. I said it because i got a podcast featuring me, yeah, but it is what it is, man. And don't be fooled by the illusion of wealth. This is what happens with the guys on the roads. Big houses, cars, uh, designer clothes, you know, fancy lifestyle. That's not wealth. That's debt. We're taught to be consumers, man. You're just seeing a guy spending, but behind closed doors, you don't know what he's doing, you know. Cadet has a sick line where he's like, stereotype. Driving a nice car to my mum's house, that's stereotype. How many men I know do that, man? There was shutters on the road. You didn't put a deposit on the yard, but they had the flyest car to show off to the ends, right? It's, it's like candy for the youth. That's what they do. They show people the lifestyle. They they twiddle them with this, this illusion. That's what it is. It's an illusion of wealth. That's an illusion, Wealth is time, freedom, and options. And if you have these three things, you can be successful. And, um, you know, I'm going a bit longer than expected because I really want a lot of stuff to be put out there. I've got a nice, I'll say a nice packed couple of days. So I'll be back recording in the next couple of days. But, you know, like I said, one Podbean, one RSS feed. I've really pushed the podcast out there now. More of my music is going to be spread um, more people are going to sit down with. I want to sit down with the youth. I want to sit down with practitioners. I'm putting out a documentary for my um, charity, Desire to Inspire Films. You know, I'm building a brand. That's why I look at this thing. D2R Studios is coming back because I had a studio and that was a couple of years ago. And it's like, you know, again, using music as a vehicle. Um, so in life, you know, there's this thing called a geeky. I think it's called that. The Japanese Secret to Long Life, um, Long and Happy Life. That's a book as well. And basically what it does, it explains like how you make money and people will say, follow your passion, do what you love. But I believe that to a degree. And that's why for me personally, I do different things. So I want to do what I love, but that, that necessarily might not make money. I might just be average at it. I might be good at it. Um, then you have to have your mission, something the world needs. Like, you know, for me, I believe that the world needs leadership and guidance for the youth, for the next generation. All right. Or do what you love. You got to do things that are inspiring, do things that are motivating, but it doesn't pay the bills. Then you have to have professional location. These are things that you're paid for. So in life, I feel like you're always juggling between these three things. So you need to have something that pays the bills at the time. You need something that gives back. It's not selfish. Then you need something that you do that actually can actually is helpful for people. But definitely, Geeky, go and research that. That will definitely help anyone find out what they want to do. It takes ages. You go from job to job, finding out what your life purpose is. And trust me, I believe... In your early 20s is when you really find it. So anyone that's younger than 25, if you ain't got your life together, it don't matter. You know, anyone, any age. But I'm just saying that young people feel they need to have stuff because instant gratification era we're in. Things take years. Things take 10 years minimum. So I remember when I was 26 and I said, look, I want to be a millionaire in 10 years. That you got to think long term. It's great. But if it comes quick, you're going to blow it quick. If you win the lottery today, you're, you're going to blow it. Unless you're really, really disciplined. Because you're going to have people that want money. You're going to have people that use you. You're going to have people around you all of a sudden. So if you can't manage that money, that will go. And the people will go. They're not going to be there when the money's gone. So, you know, that's the main thing. But persist. 
Why Conversations Matter. I'm dropping my book, 2022 audio book um, about conversations, creating relationships, um, and using these little things that we do every day to um, create, um, what can I say, a team and an army around you to, to achieve things, not just your goals, to achieve things. It takes people. Um, my charity, I just updated it. I just told you, um, you know, and the building I'm trying to pursue is still vacant. So I'm going back to like the drawing board with that next week. Um, you know, I've got a petition already of 100 names. Um, I've got the council to champion it. I need to know what the next step is. And sometimes in anything you do, let's be real, you don't know what you're doing. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's the first time you've done it. You're, you're going to, if it's any new territory, you're going to not know what you're doing. So never, never, never beat yourself up. You just got to find out what the next move is. If that's asking for advice, if that's trying something new, if that's reading a book or whatever it is, you can find out what to do next. Um, but definitely the, um, the main one thing you got to do is work with your mindset. Um, so that'll go into the next book I drop and it's called Mindset. I saw someone reading this on the train um, and it's called Changing the Way You Think to <clears throat> fulfill your potential. Everyone's got potential. The worst thing is wasted potential, man. If you've got potential, if you've been talking for England, if you've been keep going and going and going and going for years and ain't done nothing, that's the reason. Most people don't do what they say you're going to do. So advice I would say, and this is something I've learned, do what you're going to say and do and do it quickly. Don't sit on it because if you sit on it, you're talking yourself out of it. So don't waste time, you know. And the end of the day, time is all we have. You own your time to begin with. And obviously, if you want to be wealthy, it's about leveraging your time so you can do what you want to do. This is Jerome from Desire to Inspire podcast. Love life. Love yourself. Let's go.